0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Then said Jeremiah the prophet unto Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, and thou dost makest this people to trust in a lie. Jeremiah chapter 28 verse 15. In this passage of scripture, God had pronounced judgment upon Israel for her sins, abominations, and idolatry through the prophet Jeremiah. He tells them very plainly that they will be overtaken by their enemies and made to serve in a pagan nation under the leadership of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar in scripture was a type of antichrist. Yet still was he appointed ruled by God as his rod of correction for a church in rebellion. Therefore, would they not be delivered from what was coming? But rather, they were to seek and obey God's instructions for how to be used effectively by him to rightly represent him as they sought to save the lost and bring God glory in the midst of all of it. It was to be a pruning, a stripping, a purging, a purifying, a refining in the fires of affliction, a humbling for a church in rebellion. This was the word that was given from the Lord to the people through the prophet Jeremiah. Needless to say, they hated him for it. He was known as the weeping prophet, not because he was kind-hearted, but because he was so despised and rejected, not by sinners or the world, but by the church that would rather hear smooth lies than hard truths. Surely these were uncertain times in Israel as the evidences of Jeremiah's words began to take physical form. Yet did many false prophets rise up in the midst of it, spreading lies of swift deliverance and victory against this enemy. They gave the people false and flattering words that eased their fears and conscience and in effect kept them from crying out in true repentance as was needed and from walking in obedience to God's instructions. They were ordered by the mouth of this true prophet to do what they were told, to prepare their heart and soul to be used mightily of God as they go into this captivity that would surely come. That though they would be taken into it, that once in it they should never be silent about their God. That they themselves might become prophets in the midst of Babylon. Those who in faith obeyed this like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were strong and did great exploits and saw national revival, be it through persecution, because of it. But those who didn't died by plague, pestilence, famine, and the sword, as was the warning that was given by Jeremiah through the vision of the good and the bad grapes in chapter 24. So then understanding this, we can rewind back to the point of our opening passage where Jeremiah prophesies that bondage to Babylon is coming and not to physically resist it, but rather to preach to the lost in the midst of it. For this world is not our home, so focus on the soul. Do what you can to save others and safeguard your own. And in the midst of this somber warning enters in Hananiah. The charismatic false prophet preaching smooth and encouraging words of false, fluffy, prophetic flattery that puffed their pride and killed their conviction, halting their prayerful seeking in exchange for busyness of vain, fruitless labors, charismatic celebrations, and faith in false performances and manifestations of childish self-glory. That at one point in the book of Jeremiah, God actually responds to them by saying, I hate your worship. It's not for me or from me or of me. There was no solemn assembly, no lamentation, no repentance, no correction, no humility before God, no right word from heaven. It was all about their entitlement and the wickedness of their enemy, not once considering that God himself had allowed this to come upon them, that they might bend the knee humble and cry out to him for mercy. Therefore, in flippant hype, pride, assumption, and arrogance, Hananiah walks up to Jeremiah and breaks the yoke of bondage off of his neck that had been placed there as a declaration of the bondage that was coming. He then begins to prophesy in the ears of the people that Israel will be saved from this fate. Within two years, the Babylonians will be defeated and all that was stolen will be returned to the people in great victory and revival. To this, Jeremiah responds, Try to break the yoke of wood and you will receive a yoke of iron. God will indeed defeat this enemy and restore what has been stolen to his people, but not now. Not in this fight. First, the sinful, selfish, spoiled congregation of Israel must be purged in this furnace of affliction. The Lord has purposed it. They must be corrected. They must be matured. They must learn servanthood. They must learn to seek the Lord. They must be humbled. They must suffer the consequences of their sin and rebellion that they learn to fear and reverence God once again. Then, after a season, a full generation, at the appointed time, God would step in and redeem them. He would come and get them. But as for this false prophet that spoke lies in the name of the Lord and encouraged rebellion to God's instruction, he would see none of it. For this sin of speaking in God's name without God's leading, he would be dead within the year. So are the words of Jeremiah the prophet that men might once again learn to fear speaking in the name of the Lord without seeking him for the truth. My friend, it's time for the church to learn the fear of the Lord again. That they might start to walk in wisdom, even if they have to learn it at the fall of the false prophets and the rise of the Daniels in the lion's dens. God, make us prophets in the midst of Babylon, that nations might declare your greatness because of the words and actions of those who have truly come to know their God and do great exploits because of it. Daniel chapter 11, verse 31 says, And arms, which means military might, shall stand on the Antichrist's side and they shall pollute the sanctuary of its strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place abominations instead in the place of it that shall make desolate and such as do wickedly against the covenant of God. Those who love their sins he will corrupt by flatteries telling them what they want to hear like Hananiah did. But the people that do know their God, like Jeremiah did, shall be strong and do great exploits. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, Yet even they themselves shall fall by the sword, and by flame, and by captivity, and by spoil many days. But when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help. And when they are helped with this power from God, many shall cleave to them and bring flatteries. And some of them of understanding will fall because of these flatteries to try them and to purge them and to make them white that remain even unto the time of the end which is Christ's return, because it is yet for an appointed time. This passage, my friend, tells us that things will get difficult. That no matter how much you try to stop it, there is coming a point at which the Antichrist will rise and come against the true and faithful servants of God. But those who know the true God will be strong in the midst of it and do great exploits. O Lord, help us to be Daniels in Babylon and let us never be tempted to become or be led by the Hananias, the flattery-fluffing false prophets speaking lies and hypocrisies that put our focus on vain fights and labors of men that God never called them to walk in. But let us humble ourselves, bend the knee, seek the Lord God Almighty personally, and say, Lord, what do you want of me? Because when we do things to please men, demons, or even our own selfishness, we move in legalism. But when we do things to please God, we move in obedience. So Lord, let us fear you enough to seek you and obey your instructions, even if we're despised and rejected for it, like Jeremiah was. In the end, you will be glorified, even in the fires and the lion dens. Lord, give us courage. Lord, give us strength. Lord, give us wisdom. Lord, give us the ability, the grace that we need to follow your lead wherever it is that you send us, even if it's into the midst of Babylon as your prophets. Lord, tell us what to say, but give us the boldness to be able to declare it even in the face of all of the false prophets and naysayers that speak what men want to hear to ease their conscience, Lord. But sometimes men need to fear because your word says some save with compassion because they are humble and they need it, but some save with fear, pulling them from the very flames of the fire. Give us the boldness to speak what men need to hear. Give us the truth and enough assurance to deliver it for you. And let us not fear what's coming, Lord, but let us be reminded that we were born for such a time as this, that you will equip. That we need not pray for an easier path, but we should pray, as David did, for the right feet to run upon it. When he said, O Lord, you have given me hind feet that I might dance upon the high places. O Lord, give us the ability to run swiftly upon the rough paths to the amazement of men and the glory of our God and King, who makes ways in the wilderness, paths in the desert, and does the impossible Things. Let us be reminded that it is a great blessing, according to Jesus, to reside in situations that bring greater reward in eternity. It's not money, materialism, or the inventions of man's hands that you consider to be blessings. In fact, you call them curses. You say that it is hard for a man who possesses them to walk in righteousness, that he will very likely miss heaven because of them. They are distractions, thorns that choke out our fruitfulness. But you said blessed are the poor in heart, blessed are the meek in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed Are those who are persecuted blessed? Are those who are given the opportunity to earn greater rewards in eternity? My friend, know that God is with you wherever he sends you. So if he's sending you into a furnace, then he'll make sure that he's seen with you. That a nation might be turned, even if only for a moment, like Babylon was, by those who were willing to humble. Go. The darker the night, the brighter the light. Man's darkest hour is God's hour of power. And I don't think you want to miss your part in it. Because you put your trust in the words of a false prophet. Because ultimately, when what God had spoken came to pass, was Hananiah cast down? And Jeremiah validated, at last. God's word never returns void. Lord, give me eyes to see the opportunities that you place in front of me. Even in the midst of troubled seas, Lord, help us to remember that you are with us and that it is a far greater testimony to walk upon the waters when the seas are stormy than when they are calm. And that sometimes, God, you allow circumstances to arise in our life to bring you glory in greater ways than we could even hope to imagine the word of god says that it has not even entered into the hearts of man the things that he has in store for those who believe in him so my friend put your faith in him entirely and follow his leading even if he brings you into a place that doesn't seem so inviting whatever the situation he knows what he is doing he might just be leading you into the testimony of a lifetime